Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 2. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Verses 3 through 13, what we have is King Nebuchadnezzar, who's having a dream. He woke up. He called the astrologers. He called the magicians. I almost said it again. And he called the Chaldeans. And the king told them, get this, that he had a dream and that he wanted them to tell him what the dream was and what the dream meant. And that's a tall bill to fill. And he said, and if you magicians, astrologers and sorcerers and evil people, you can't tell me what the dream is and what the dream means. He says, I'm going to cut you in pieces and burn down your house. This king was something else. They'll cut you in pieces and burn down your house. Now, I'll tell you why he wanted them to tell him the dream. Because he didn't trust them. Because he knew that they were fakes. Because he knew later on in the chapter, you'll see it, he questioned the fact of whether they were really talking to anybody in the future, understanding anything in the future, understanding anything about, you know, future events and things of that nature. So he didn't trust them. And he said, I tell you what, you tell me what the dream is. How do I know? And then you tell me what it means. He says, and if you do, I'll give you a reward. But if you don't, I'll cut you in pieces and burn down your house. And then in verse 10 of this chapter, they said, King Nebiness, we can't do that. Look at it in your Bibles. There is not a man on earth who can do that. And that's an important statement. Because we've talked about this in the past. Satanic worship, magicians, astrologers, people calling the psychic hotline. Stay away from it. Amen, saints? Tarot cards, Ouija boards, palm reading, people who make their living communicating with the dead. John Edwards is one of the guys. He's one of those people who communicate with the dead. Sylvia Brown, these are all very popular people nowadays who talk to people, they say, who are dead. Can I tell you something? Stay away from it. Kids, stay away from that stuff. Don't let your friend, oh, well, let's get in the Ouija board. It's just a game. No, it isn't. It's evil. It's wrong. It's scary. And what you will do is you will open the door for demonology and demon possession and the occult. It is bigger than you could possibly think. And not only that, but Deuteronomy 18 tells us believers to stay away from that stuff. You don't want nothing to do with anything evil. 
I don't read books about evil stuff. I don't study evil stuff. I don't need to know everything about evil stuff. Neither do you. I tell you what, if you know this word, you will be equipped for anything. Could you all say amen? You see, people want to study the books and study the arts and study the crafts and study the, so I can know how to witness to my friends. Don't do it. Stay away from it. It's wrong and it's evil. And I'll tell you what, most of the stuff you see from these guys anyway is fake. And I don't even have time to go in there. I did a whole research thing. I just got to, I want, they, 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 they throw out a bunch of questions, leading questions, and people take a bite. And they, oh, I, I'm talking to, I, I hear, a, I, I, there's a guy with a name M, and he's talking to an audience of like 5,000 people. You know what I mean? Oh, somebody died with a name, starts with an M. M, yeah, that was my grandfather. Yeah, yeah, that was me. His name was Mickey Mark. Michael? Yeah, that was me. And all they're doing is throwing out a bunch of little baits so people can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you know you're just honing on the right person, and they got you. He tells me that he's doing great. amazing that people like really get into this stuff. I mean, they get into this stuff and this guy's making millions and millions and millions, not millions, millions and millions and millions of dollars on people and they're gullible. You know, stay away from that stuff. It's a very powerful spiritual force. And when you start to mess with it, you're opening up yourself to the occult realm. One thing we can learn about this, talking about these um, astrologers and sorcerers, one thing we can learn about them in this text, and you'll read it in your own time, there are limits on the devil. There are limits on the devil. The devil can't predict the future, and that's why these men couldn't really help the king. And so the king was angry. And then he gave the command to destroy all the wise men in Babylon. And then in verse 13, look at it in your Bible, the decree went out and the killing began and they sought Daniel and his friends. Notice in verse 14, then, when, then, then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch. This is like the king's um, kill guy. You know, he goes out and like the hit guy, whatever, he goes out and kills all the people that, or gets people to do it. He's kind of in charge of it. So then, 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 then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent, Daniel said. And then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. And so Daniel went in, notice boldly went in, and asked the king to give him time, that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, his buddies, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, and so, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men 
of Babylon. Now, notice that Daniel knew that his life is in jeopardy. And so he went in and he said, King, would you give me a day? I will tell you the dream and the meaning. And notice what Daniel did, what we should do. You know, see what he did? He went and got some guys around him who he knew had a relationship with God. You know, when you've got problems and situations in your life, don't go around people who don't pray. Don't go get counsel from people who don't know God. Daniel didn't. He went and got his friends who he knew had a relationship with God, and they had a powerful prayer meeting that night. Now, remember, I told you in time past, turn your cares into prayers. Remember? Interesting here, Nebuchadnezzar took his problems to bed and Daniel took his problems to God. I think that's great because we should give our problems to God. You know, I, I think of that song, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. That's what Daniel did. Someone once said, when you have a burden and sleepless nights, don't count sheep, talk to the shepherd. And so, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's what they did. They talked to the shepherd, and then notice in verse 19, then, notice, after the prayer meeting, after they talked to the shepherd, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven, and Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings, and he gives wisdom to the wise. You want to know about God? Here you go. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. And then Daniel said, I thank you, God, and I praise you, God, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. I love that. Daniel, Daniel goes to God. He asked God for an answer. God gave Daniel the answer in a night vision. And notice the first thing that Daniel did. He worshiped the Lord. You know, there's a thin line between worship and wonder. Thin line. He worshiped the Lord and he wondered at the awesomeness of God. And Daniel was saying, Lord, you're awesome and you blow me away. Daniel was a man of faith. And the reason Daniel could boldly go before the king is because with all of his heart, Daniel believed in the goodness of God and in the faithfulness of God. That's why he could go before the king. You see, God is good. And this is deep theology. This is probably the deepest theology you will ever wrap your mind around. God is good. He's just good. God's not good sometime. He's good all the time. God doesn't wake up in the morning cranky and nasty. 
Oh, some of y'all do, I know. You see, God's love for you never changes. He never, God never treats you bad. God loves you so much that, 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 that he, he, all day he cares for you. He doesn't stop caring for you at night. He doesn't wake up in the morning and need a cup of coffee before he starts caring for you. God is good. And he loves us. And he cares for us. And when you know that God is good, you can walk in confidence and boldness. So Daniel, so God gave Daniel the dream and the meaning of it. Daniel went to Arioch in verse 24. And, and Arioch quickly took Daniel to the king and said, I have found a man who will be also able to interpret your dream. And then notice in verse 26, jump down with me if you will. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? And Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But, in verse 28, there is a God. You know, we could stop right there, but we won't. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days, underline that. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. As for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. But king, for your sake, who make known the interpretation to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your Heart. Notice Daniel says, King, man can't do it. Demons can't do it. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. You see, Daniel was a worshiper. Daniel purposed purity in his heart. He was a man of faith and he was also a man of humility. He gives the glory to God. Did you see that? He doesn't claim anything for himself. He doesn't say, well, king, you know, God has shown moi. Don't you forget it. So that I can tell you. Did you notice he didn't say that? He says, God has shown you, King Nebi, what will transpire in the latter days. This is very important for you to understand. Now begin, turn your brain on. The latter days refers to the end of human history and the coming kingdom. The end of human history and the coming kingdom. Notice that. Interpretation of the dreams goes from Daniel's time all the way to the end of history. Daniel says, King, God is using me as an errand boy that you might know the things that you are concerned about. Now tune in because it's very, very important here. Daniel tells him the dream. Remember, the others couldn't tell him the dream. Does that not strike you as a little odd? That someone knows your dreams? 
Daniel's able to tell him the dream. And then he's going to tell him the interpretation. Watch. Look at verse 31. Look at verse 30. If you're there, say amen. amen. You, O king, here's the, here's the dream. You, O king, were watching. And behold, a great image. This great image, whose splendor was so excellent, stood before you, and its form was what, saints? Awesome. This image head was of fine gold. Underline that. Its chest and arms of silver. Underline that. Its belly and thighs of bronze. Underline that. Its legs of iron. Underline that. Its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You guessed it. Underline that. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands. Underline that which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. And then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. Now notice that this is the dream. Daniel describes a dream to the king. He says, King, you saw a huge, splendid, awesome image that had a head of gold, chest of and arms of silver, belly, thighs, bronze or brass, legs were iron, feet and toes are a mixture of iron and partly clay. And then Daniel says, King, you watched a stone that was not cut with hands rolling down and it hit the image in the feet and it crashed it and it destroyed it. And suddenly the stone becomes a great mountain that fills the whole earth. And then in verse 36, this is the dream. Verse 37, here is the interpretation. You, O king, are a king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and he has made you ruler over them all. Underline this. You are the head of gold. This is good, but not too quick. But in verse 39, after you shall arise Another kingdom inferior to yours, then a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and the toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it. Just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of man. Underline that. But they will not adhere to one another just as iron does not mix with clay 
And in these days, underline that verse 44 of these kings, the God of heaven will set up the kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. And then in verse 45, inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation is almost sure. Interpretation is what, saints? Sure. Now, stay with me. Got your brain on? Raise your right hand if you got your brain on. Okay, your other right there, sir. Chapter two of Daniel, I like to call it the big kahuna of Bible prophecy. That's just my little thing. It really is. It's the prophetic book of all books. Notice each of the four areas, the head, the chest and arms, the belly, thighs, and the legs and feet. And then you want to note the four metals. Did you see that? Gold, silver, brass, iron. And all of these metals, notice, they regress or they lessen in value. Silver is less than gold. Brass is less than silver. Iron is less than brass. So they lessen in value. And in these four metals, we have a picture of world history in advance. Major, huge Powerful empires is what we have here. Now, what we're about to talk about cannot be refuted. What I'm about to say cannot be argued. If you study world history, you will come to the same conclusions that what we are about to talk about is 100% has happened to the T. And it's so accurate, that's why the critics don't believe that chapter 2 could have been written by someone before it happened. It's that accurate. Here's the interpretation. Verse 37 and 38, Daniel says, You, King Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, was the ruler of the Babylonian Empire. You know that. And the empire lasted to 605 B.C. to 538 B.C. And it was an absolute monarchy. In other words, the king's word was law. If the king said it, that settles it, period, no argument. It was absolute monarchy. The Babylonian Empire was the most powerful empire known to man. And that is why it is gold. And that is why it's the head. Notice Daniel says, you have been given power, strength, and glory. But, Daniel says, that's all going to change. And it did all change in 539 B.C. Verse 39 in your Bibles, the next kingdom to rise up was the Medo-Persian Empire. It is a double empire. That's why it has the arms of silver. Daniel says, King, you're the head of gold. 
But the empire that's coming after you is not going to be so powerful. It's going to be a constitutional monarchy, which means that King Cyrus and King Darius had written the law. They had written law that they had to go by. It's a constitutional monarchy. And then notice, you want to take note, the third kingdom to rise. Verse 39 again, that would be what, saints? Do you know? The what? The Grecian Empire or the Greek Empire. And who was its leader? Alexander the Great. This kingdom lasted from 330 B.C. to 63 B.C., Alexander the Great, he is really a great character study. This guy was something else. He was crazy. I mean, he was just a nut. He conquered, although he was a military genius, he conquered the whole known world by the age of 33. And then we find him crying like a baby and saying that there are no more walls to conquer. And so he threw a party, got drunk, walked back to his tent in the rain, got back to his tent and told his guards, don't disturb me. And weeks later, they finally come in and they find him dead of pneumonia. This guy had parties that were unspeakable. I can't tell you the things that he has done. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.